This is Dev Propulsion Labs, the podcast about building successful developer tools, hosted by Evil Martians. Hi, this is Dev Propulsion Labs, and it's me again, Victoria Melnikova. I'm very excited to introduce today's guest. Please welcome Shana Eleven, CEO and co-founder at CodeC. Can you give us a little intro? It is absolutely my passion to be able to help developers. Um, we our lives are. You know, not the hardest, but we, we, we make things pretty hard on ourselves um, with the tools that we have. And um, it's been um, really, um, you know, rewarding to be able to help the people who build our basically our world at this point. It, it's been my absolute passion. Let's talk about Code C. What inspired you to co-found Code C? And let me dive a little bit deeper. Throughout your career, as we heard, a very impressive one. What were the consistent challenges developers faced with in understanding large code bases? How did those insights in your journey shape Code C? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the companies that I've worked at, the code bases were always incredibly massive. Um, and so you never really hear, um, you know, everyone being like, oh yeah, this code base is so easy to understand. Like that's not really a thing. Um, and so what, what we do hear is, oh, you know, we don't actually know how that feature is going to work until we get in there. We don't know, um, we, you know, this is going to take either this time or it could be this time, <laughs> right? We have no idea. Um, and then you're always like, oh, you know, the sales team is like, well, why can't you build that thing in two weeks? And we're like, because it's so complicated. And so, you know, you don't actually hear like, okay, but why is it complicated? Um, because all code is like that. Um, and so, uh, what ended up happening to me is you just, those are just things that people say at every company, but no one ever questions it. Like, why is that a thing? And so during my time at Docker, um, we were trying to ship a feature, um, a really important feature that customers have been asking us for, for like four or five years. Um, and, uh, we worked on this for six months, me and, you know, 10 engineers, um, and two days before the launch there was a bug, um, a bug that was really critical. We were like, oh, we have to fix this immediately. Um, unfortunately, um, Docker had gone through um, some employment changes and the people that knew that area of the code base were no longer at Docker. They, there was no documentation, there was no anything. Um, and it turned out we narrowed it down to this area of the code that was really critical. Like everything kind of ran through this. Um, and uh, we were too terrified to go and start mucking with things because we could cause like catastrophic downstream effects. And so long story short, the feature just like didn't get out the door. Um, and that was, you know, six months and 10 engineers time completely wasted. Um, and it was, you know, really gut wrenching. And that wasn't like the first or the second or the third time that that had ever happened. It was just the most visceral. Um, and so, um, out after that, I started to think, you know, why don't we understand our code? And that question, I started looking around for solutions of like, how do other people do this? And the answer is they don't, they just struggle through it. Um, and so out of that experience, Coatsy was born. I mean, it sounds simple enough. <laughs> 
it's rare to see women founders, you know, in developer tool space. And it's rare to see women founders being ambitious, to be honest, you know, in this space, but you are reaching for the stars. Like, tell us about the partnership with Microsoft and OpenAI, and um, maybe you can share <laughs> how did that partnership expedited your process of development, especially considering that you are, you know, a lean team of 11, or I don't know, maybe you have grown since. Yeah, no, we're still a lean team of 11. Um, <laughs> so um, we, we found that um, our entire mission has always been around helping developers master code understanding. This has been what we've done since literally day one. Um, and our partnership with uh, Microsoft and OpenAI um, was not this, oh, well, you know, we're going to... Um, you know, oh, this new thing popped up and we should absolutely use it. It's always been on our roadmap to add AI to um, every the code analysis that we already do. Um, and so we didn't go and like build this side project. We integrated the thing that we were already going to do anyway. <laughs> um, it just made it a lot easier to be able to do it and faster. And so um, it was, you know, uh, an incredible opportunity for us to say, look, you know, there's a lot of code complete tools out there, but what we're doing is something sort of different <laughs> um, that allows developers to get a holistic understanding of how their code actually works in a new medium, which is um, combining AI asking questions and visuals together um, in a really unique way so they might not actually have the language to be able to ask it questions so they can use the visuals to support that. And then they can use questions to be able to support the visuals. It's really empowering, incredible combination that a lot of people don't know um, exists. Um, and we're really, really excited to get that out to the world. I mean, that sounds like magic. <laughs> <laughs> so people say that um, it is not magic. It's just Good engineering. <laughs> right. Good engineering feels like magic when it's done right. It's true. It's like math. You know, I I often think back about the times when I was in math classes in school, and elegant solutions would make me so excited. Like it's just something yeah. that makes a lot of sense and is wonderful. Totally. Um, there are always answers to things. Um, you just like it, it feels magical to the user who you know, may not know how the sausage gets made, but it's all just the, you know, engineers doing what they do best. <laughs> uh, how do you plan together and incorporate feedback during this, you know, implementation of this AI feature? Do you expect anything? Do you expect any insights or challenges? Um, I definitely expect users to be really honest and open with us. Um, I expect them to help um, all of us as an industry um, you know, uh, change some of the policies around AI as companies evolve. Um, I expect that people will get the answers and tell us like, hey, this isn't working quite right. Um, but hopefully, you know, we empower them to be able to get um, to their answer faster, which is the holy grail of purposes, which is ship code faster and easier without the stress of figuring things out, without kind of banging your head against the wall. Um, you know, how do we dive through and peel back the layers of these 
literally incredibly massive code bases that we've been forced to deal with over the years. So not getting any simpler. Um, and the thing that's incredibly scary <laughs> is that very soon AI is just going to keep writing new code. So we haven't <laughs> fixed, we haven't fixed the problems yet of humans being able to understand code that other humans have written, but we're going to have to have humans understand code that AI has written. And uh, we're trying to get ahead of that trend very, very quickly because it's going to be crazy. As Code continues to expand its offerings, what's next for you on the horizon? What are some features or integrations you're particularly excited about? Yeah, um, I think I'm excited about um, getting more coverage over um, so uh, getting more coverage over the ecosystem of tools that we all use. So um, our AI feature and our function level visibility is available in VS Code. Um, but, you know, we want to be able to get into IntelliJ and we want to be able to get into all the places that developers are. The, the ecosystem is incredibly fragmented. So when you're trying to get coverage, um, you know, that allows people to, you, you don't you don't have access to the developers in where they are. And so I'm really excited to get this into the hands of more developers in the way that they want to. Um, so that's really, really exciting to be able to say, yeah, this is sure whatever way you need. <laughs> we, we have it available. So you have engineering background, right? Yes. Yeah. So having been like a VP of product and now we see you all and, you know, having that technical background, how do you find the balance between the technical and the business aspects? Because I know that sometimes engineers get so excited about building software that they kind of let go of the business aspects. But as a CEO, you can't really, you know, let that happen. So how do you, how do you do that? When you don't have a technical person in leadership to kind of translate the, um, the business aspects and the technical aspects, um, there's a mix match in communication. Um, and I actually am in the fortunate, um, position to be able to speak both languages why this is important to, um, you know, the business and also, you know, technically why this is important and understand, you know, what's required to make business happen on the technical side. And we are also pretty fortunate that our business is serving other developers, right? And so from developer to developer, we're able to use our own tools. We're able to, um, under like I'm selling to, if I can't sell to my own engineers, I'm not going to be able to sell to anybody else's, right? And so um, I think that there, for us, everything is aligned. And if if it isn't in you know a different business, I think trying to translate business goals down into technical aspects of things and trying to translate technical things into how this affects the business is um, a real skill. Um, that not everyone possesses. And if we could do that, every, everything would be a lot smoother. <laughs> yeah. Um, what have been the most significant challenges um, in your journey with Codesy and how did you navigate them? Um, I think that, um, you know, up until you become a startup founder, you know, if you just have jobs, et cetera, um, you know, you're very narrowly focused in one lane, right? You 
um, yes, there are many people who kind of like jump around to different things, but they don't jump around like too far. They don't like start in engineering and maybe they go to sales, but you might have those like rare, rare moments. Like it's all like, oh, I started in sales and I'll go to customer success and maybe I'll go into marketing. And like, they're all kind of like connected together. As CEO, you don't have that luxury. <laughs> you have to know about all the things in all the ways. Um, and all of these things actually need to come together. Um, and, you know, I talked to a lot of other founders who are on kind of one end of the business or the other. Um, and it, it, it doesn't matter where you start. <laughs> you still have to be able to expand your knowledge while also, um, if you're starting from nothing, um, it's really hard to make decisions in lieu of having data, right? Uh, I think people forget um, how hard it is to like, oh, well, we know how to optimize based on these rules, but if you don't have any of the data at first, <laughs> then you're just guessing. Um, and so um, I think that that's both the data gathering and the learning and needing to make high stakes decisions all at the same time is probably been the hardest part. Um, but you just kind of take it one step at a time. You've got to take it one step at a time. That's right. I want to increase the level of abstraction a little bit. And I want to talk about kind of like higher level things. Sure. So as a black female founder in the tech world, specifically in developer tools world, it's a very rare occurrence, I have to say, but I'm really hopeful because I know that your example, like you will become a role model for many, many women, you know, across the globe. So if you were to give one piece of advice to women, to black women who want to break into this industry and make a real impact, what advice would you give? Build relationships with decision makers, right? Um, so however you meet other, you know, leaders meet, uh, get into the VC market. Like if you meet even principals, like who are early in their career, um, you know, just meet them, take them to coffee, um, just get to know people. Um, because the, the networks that you're a part of when you're an early stage, uh, founder, um, getting something off the ground is absolutely critical. Um, and so, uh, those are the people that will help, you know, you never know. Um, so I recommend, uh, if you're able to kind of build those relationships, whether that's starting with LinkedIn and like, or putting yourself in positions where you can meet people at conferences and making sure that you actually follow up with those people and building relationships, um, is probably my best piece of advice. That's great advice. I mean, you've touched on kind of like building certain muscles that can help you succeed and networking, uh, strategic networking, I would say is, is really important, extremely important. Yeah. Uh, especially in small niche spaces like developer tools, for example, it's not really that big. So, um, <laughs> it is extremely important to, to kind of know your way around the space. So coming back to code C. I mean, developer tool space, though it's niche and small, it's kind of competitive. What sets Codesea apart? How do you ensure it remains at the forefront? Honestly, my, my opinion has changed a lot um, over the course of um, over the course of Codesea's life cycle. Um, if you'd asked me this, you know, three years ago, I'm like, we're just going to build the best tools. We're just going to like 
instead of, instead of like, we're just going to do everything the best. Um, and I actually think that a lot of dev tools out there, um, can partner together, right? Um, it doesn't actually have to be one or the other, um, in a lot of ways, because a lot of dev tools, um, build just this kind of the nature of SaaS, right? You pick one thing and you do that one thing really well. Uh, mm -hmm. and so what you end up having is like all of these single tools that just do one thing and you actually need a whole pipeline of things <laughs> to actually do the thing that you're supposed to be doing. Um, and so we started to do, you know, a partnership with Microsoft and OpenAI and like all of these different things um, that brings things together, um, that they play nice together. And so that allows a better experience for dev tools, but also a better experience for developers in general, because mm -hmm. that's, I don't necessarily know if like, it's the best way to like do one thing and like, that's it, but it does create a fragmented experience for the developer. And so my opinion is, um, we can do our one thing, which is getting, you know, visibility on into the code, um, at no matter where you are, but, um, making sure that we are able to do those connections with other dev tools. Yeah. It's interesting how you said, you mentioned like five years ago, I would have said that. How about five years from now, where do you think the developer tools space is heading and how do you envision code C to adapt into that space? Yeah. I think that, um, I can already kind of see the trends of this, which is, you know, evolving things into platforms, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you, and so that's kind of where Codesy is evolving um, into a platform of connected places. And then you can, you know, integrate other tools into Codesy's platform. Um, and so if you are able to um, build a platform that covers a multitude of different things, people will stay within your own area. And I think the platform people will win. Um, and so that's kind of where Codesy is evolving, being able to not just give visibility before you write code, but during writing code, after writing code, scaling across the team, you know, giving visibility at the service level, but at the function level, like all of the different types, being able to add security use cases in and being able to add refactoring use cases in and debugging use cases in and connecting that with observability tools. So you really get visibility across the full stack. Um, and that's kind of where um, we're hoping to go. Sounds like a great place to be. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to end an episode with the question that I call warm fuzzy. And this question sounds like this. What makes you feel great about what you're doing right now? I think when a developer's life is a little bit easier because of the thing that we built, that makes me smile. Like we show developers our tools every single day, you know, six, seven, eight times a day. And, you know, seeing someone's eyes light up and say, oh, I can use this for this purpose and I can use this for that purpose. Um, that was previously really, really hard. Um, that just, that sends everybody's, you know, heart pumping with, you know, warm fuzzies all the time. It, it's, it's really, really great to see people being helped kind of in front of your very eyes. So that's what it is for me. Sounds great. Um, finally, I want to provide space for you to give a call to action to our audience. What would you like our listeners to do? 
Um, I would love feedback on our tools. Um, we're constantly, you know, really evolving the platform to be able to help people get visibility across all areas of of their code bases. And so um, if you just go to codesy.io and reach out to us, we'd love to help, you know, better get your developers better onboarding if they're moving different areas of the code. Unfortunately, a lot of teams are going through team changes right now and you're going to have to support more code than they expected to. And we can help ease that burden on people. Um, if they're trying to go through a refactor to make things easier, we can also help them that burden. And so um, if you need the, the support, we're really quick and easy to get installed um, and really, really valuable for your day-to-day -day life. Sounds great. Thank you for being here today with me. It was a pleasure and I'm confident that many listeners will get inspired and, you know, create some cool new tool. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for catching yet another episode of Dev Propulsion Labs. We at Evil Martians transform growth stage startups into unicorns, build developer tools and create open source products. If your developer tool needs help with product design, development or SRE, visit evilmartians.com slash devtools. See you in the next.